Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today we're finally gonna dedicate an episode to talking about your inner child and my inner child. Oh, this cat just always wants to be meowing the second I start recording. Obviously, her inner child needs love and attention. Anyways, (laughs) so I have mentioned the idea of an inner child multiple times in different episodes, and it's because for me personally, it was kind of like the cornerstone of my therapy and of overcoming a lot of feelings of loneliness and just other things that I struggled with. So we'll start with kind of just defining the inner child. Um, So again, I was introduced to the idea of an inner child through therapy. Um, The therapist that I went to, if any of you do or don't know anything about therapy, therapists usually have different specialties, different um, like treatment practices. Some use more um, like well-known practices while other therapists might use like hypnotherapy and it just depends. And the therapist that I went to had a lot of unique styles and it's kind of why I loved going to her so much. And the inner child was something that she really dove into. She also did hypnosis with me, which is not as scary as it sounds. If you guys have questions about it, feel free to message me. Um, maybe I'll actually make an episode about that, but I don't want to spend too much time on it today. But anyways, and through hypnosis, we kind of connected with my inner child and it's still obviously just like all issues that we experience. It's kind of something you'll work on forever, but, um, I think I made a lot of good progress and at the very least I'm super aware of my inner child. So even when she wants to act a fool, at least I'm aware and that's, you know, the first step. Okay, so what even is your inner child? So most people who are listening to this are adults, I'm assuming. (laughs) So you are your adult self. So within your body, within that vessel, there's the adult and there's still a child. So the child that you were growing up. And when the adult in you and the child in you are disconnected that's often when we have a lot of conflict emptiness loneliness um repetitive uh negative behavior whether in relationships with yourself and so I'm also going to mention a book that I started reading while I was doing the inner child therapy, my therapist recommended this book, and it obviously it was a good tool to have at home. It's called Healing Your Aloneness. I mentioned this in my second episode, and I also actually have a picture of it on my Instagram. My Instagram page is at Let's Fucking Talk, if you don't follow it already. Uh, But there's a picture of the book so you could see what it looks like if you're interested in purchasing it. Um, And it just... Like, the first half of the book, the first few chapters, 
are completely dedicated to your inner child and how to reparent. So it's a freaking amazing tool, um, especially if all of this sounds very foreign and strange to you. The book breaks it down in a way that might be easier to take in for you. Um, so a really good point that the book makes is that children aren't valued usually. And what I mean is, obviously everyone loves children, not to say that they don't, but their intelligence is not valued. The things they say, the way they express their feelings, their desires, their wants, that's not really valued. Kids have desires and wants every minute of the day. And eventually, as parents, you're kind of just like, okay, the kid wants fucking ice cream six times a day. What the hell am I supposed to do? Um, And think of any time a kid is talking, how often are adults like dialed in and listening as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, cool. Uh Uh-huh. And like, they're like not using the right words. They might be saying silly stuff. But that's kind of that's kind of where issues begin and i said it last episode and i'll say it again i'm not a parent and i am not giving parenting advice um but there is a truth that everyone who is and hopes to become a parent has to accept you will not be the perfect parent there has never been one and you won't be the first um there is very close to perfect And then there's absolutely horrible parents. Um, But all of us, even with the best intentions, will somehow, some way, say or do the wrong thing even just once. And it'll cause a little mark on the kid. And that mark will be carried with the child. It's just what happens. And it's okay. Um, be, Be gentle with yourself if you're a parent. But... Going back to what I was saying, children, we're, we don't, like, listen to them that way. We're not trying to have in-depth conversations with a three-year-old because half the time what they're saying sounds like silly blabbing. So you're like, okay, for sure, whatever you said. And that starts kind of ingraining in us that the things that a kid wants, feels, says, we don't take, like, too seriously because it changes every five seconds. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's always, like, very pleasure-serving, like, yeah, they want ice cream a million times a day. What the hell are you supposed to do, give them ice cream that often? So, it kind of starts that pattern of dismissing what children ask for or say, and when we're referring back to ourselves and the child and the adult within our own body, the adult within us finds it hard to value the inner child. Now, on a super easily understood uh, example, I have so often come across people, whether it's in friendships, romantic relationships, and if we're having some kind of talk about something they're struggling with, an issue they're having... And I bring up their childhood and ask them a question about what their mom was like, what their dad was like. Did they feel whatever? And they're like, what? Like, when I was a kid, that doesn't even matter. Like, oh, my dad was mean to me sometimes, but, like, that doesn't matter. Like, I'm over it. Um, no, you're not. 
So I can tell you right now, I have gone to therapy, read books, and spent a daily existence working on my inner child. There is just no way that without ever really thinking about it and doing work that you have gotten over whatever you went through as a child, whether it's super traumatic or it's that sometimes your dad was an asshole. We all just have ways of like talking ourselves out of the things that we felt and not validating those things. And again, a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't feel the need to truly listen to kids. So a kid saying, my dad was mean to me, you're like, okay, yeah, dads are mean sometimes. Move on and you're good. But again, every single little thing that hurts you along the way in your life leaves a little mark on you. Obviously, there's varying levels of that. And, you know, some things can be super easily fixed with just one conversation where you say, hey, as a, you know, you tell your parent, as a kid, you did this one thing and it fucked me up. And a parent just apologizing can literally now kind of fix that mark for you. But people who totally ignore the idea that your childhood is like 90% of your foundation of all of your issues that you currently experience, they're lost. And it makes me nervous because it's very hard to ever heal and become the best version of yourself if you don't take care of those root cause issues. And again, 90% of people's root cause issues happened when they were young, um, not when they were 22. Obviously, traumatic experiences happen at any age. So if you experience some kind of trauma when you were in your 20s, yes, in this case, now you have a brand new issue, unfortunately, and it did start in your 20s. But again, 90% of those things, they started when, they, when you were younger, when you were a child, when you were being parented by someone else, when you were looking to someone else for your literal survival. So when the adult within us does the same thing that all the other adults in our lives did and doesn't acknowledge or pay attention to what the child within you is requesting, needing, feeling, you're perpetuating and re-hurting your inner child, therefore making your issues worse. So, just taking like an inventory of your life, and I think there's two types of people. People who love to be victims and people who so strongly dislike the idea of being a victim that they'll ignore the fact that in some ways we were all victims of something and it's okay to acknowledge that. You just have to acknowledge it and do your best to heal it. I don't recommend that you you know, title yourself a victim and hold on to victimhood for the rest of your life because that's a whole nother issue which I could go into for a whole nother podcast. But you have to, like, learn to give the inner child the acknowledgement and the approval that it didn't get from adults. Um adults around you, whether it was your parents, grandparents, whoever you were mostly around when you were being raised. And when, okay, so we all know that every child in the world needs approval and needs attention. 
And if you didn't get that from your caretakers, and now as an adult, the adult in you is not giving, again, not giving affection, attention, approval to your inner child, the inner child doesn't fucking stop. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go to bed. doesn't take a nap. It's fucking in you all the time. And it will constantly seek out what it's looking for. And it will express itself in your adult form. And the way we see it most easily is how adults so badly seek approval, love, sex, relationships to escape the feeling of loneliness. Um, It's just the most obvious thing we can see the inner child like acting out and resulting in. So what the fuck do you do with this inner child? Our responsibility is to reparent the inner child. Um, The most important thing I can say in this whole episode is you need to get real comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, A lot of therapy practices, a lot of the ways that we can heal ourselves might feel real fucking weird. In the beginning and for as long as you do it. I still have moments where I'm like, this is uncomfortable and this is a strange thing that I'm doing. But you have to push past that if you have any interest in like healing yourself and becoming the highest version of yourself and not letting all of these things from so long ago continue to hold you back. So, um, reparenting and loving your inner child is the ultimate version of you taking responsibility for your own feelings. Um, Now, I'll kind of go into the potentially uncomfortable ways that you can choose to reparent or at least dive into this whole inner child thing. So, there was a few practices in therapy that I was given and that I've come across in just doing my own research. So there's, uh, okay, so obviously this you'd have to do with a therapist, but if this sounds interesting to you, hypnotherapy is an option. Um, That's what I did with my therapist. And it's just crazy what you'll remember and what comes up for you, like as a painful memory that you would really think is so fucking silly and, like, had no effect on you and it will show up and you will have memory of things that you seriously thought you forgot about. So that's one way, but obviously that's more involved. You would have to have certain finances. You'd have to go to a therapist, but if you're open to it, I highly... I feel like that's almost like a shortcut, honestly. Like, I highly recommend hypnotherapy. And again, if it sounds very strange and creepy and, like, woo-woo magic to you message me and I'll talk to you about it and I can even send you some articles on the science about it. Um, Other ways you can do this, more simply, you can write a letter to your inner child. You can meditate on your inner child. You can speak out loud to your inner child. Now, visual stimulus is important and it could be a great added extra if you have a photo of yourself when you were younger you can look at the photo while you write the letter while you talk out loud 
Um, or look at a picture and like get it in your brain and literally picture you as a little kid sitting in front of you and talk to it. I don't mean it insensitively, but (laughs) just talk to your inner child. Um, And again, I, I understand talking out loud that this sounds strange and sounds potentially super uncomfortable, but you will be amazed at the stuff that like lies dormant in your subconscious that gets released by practicing this stuff. And, um, mind you, when I say inner child, yes, a a huge portion of it has to do with how you were actually parented. So your parents or whoever raised you, um, is a main component, but through hypnotherapy and my own inner child practices, I had memories coming up as late as like 14 or 15 years old. And people who hurt my feelings in whatever way, like I would have never in my regular day-to-day life been like that one friend that did that thing when I was 15, that fucked me up for a good amount of time or still fucks me up. Like, we just can't even imagine the ways that our brain takes in hurt and emotion and the way it copes with it. Your brain, its number one mechanism is to cope with its environment and to cope with any kind of stimulus, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical. So you cannot escape being affected by things. I don't care how strong you think you are. I don't care how silly the thing seems. It could literally be that your dad would knock down your Legos every time you built something because he didn't want Legos in the house. Does that sound fucking stupid? Yep. And it could be a reason that you have an issue currently. And it could be an issue that you bring into your connections and that cause strife. And I know it's so silly, but I mean, just think about how impressionable and sensitive little kids are. That's when you were intaking the most information. So yeah, the most sensitive version of you was affected by all these things. And again, there is no such thing as a problem, issue, feeling, emotion, trauma that goes away with like magic or time. Things go away and get resolved because you paid attention to it and you worked through it and you healed it. Um, it's way too common for me to hear people be like, oh no, I, I'm over that. Or I changed that. And when you ask how they're like, no, I just like, I did. And you're like, okay, well, (laughs) again, if anything was that simple, I mean, none of us would have issues. Like if it was just as easy as being like, oh, that doesn't bother me anymore. Oh, okay. Well that's magic. And that's incredible. So proud of you. (laughs) So I just, as usual, want to challenge you guys and do, literally do one little session, whether it's five minutes or an hour with your inner child, find a picture of yourself when you were younger and just see how it feels. Um, I know for me, I was shocked for a long time and still sometimes now the thought of my inner child or like the meditation practice of sitting in front of the little version of me makes me fucking cry. Um, You'll just be shocked at what emotions come up. So I really challenge you to 
do that for yourself. Um, now I'll tell you a little bit about my inner child and maybe you guys will be able to relate to some of these behaviors. So my childhood was interesting because my relationship with my mom was incredible. 10 out of 10. I don't know how she could have done better. Um, like we were, like I said last episode, the perfect balance of friends and, but also mother and daughter. Like I for sure knew not to fuck with her. Um, but I could go to her for things. We fucking laughed all the time. Like the hardest I've laughed throughout my life has always been with my mom. And on the other side of that was my dad. And for as incredible as my mom was, as with all things in life, negatives stick out more than positives and negatives impact you more than positives and stay with you more than positives, which I don't know if there's a way to fix that or a way around it, but it's just kind of what it is. Um, Me and my dad, uh, it was not good. We lately, I would say like over the last couple years have gotten better. That's, I think, due to a couple things. Um, I don't live close to him anymore. So when we see each other, it's genuinely like nice to see each other. And when we talk, it's nice to talk. And um, I have been financially dependent from him for a few years, which um, I think was huge. Uh, I don't think he did this consciously, but he held money over my head and thought that, like, he owned me because he, like, did the things that a parent does by financially supporting a child. So, our relationship was not good. He, he, okay, I'll, I'll tell you the good and the bad about him. The good is that he is the guy that if at 3 a.m. you have a flat tire three hours away, He's jumping out of bed and coming to you. Like, my issues with my dad were never that he wasn't around, never that he abandoned me. I mean, that guy physically was there for me anytime I needed him. Um, took me to all my soccer games, soccer practice, ballet, everything. Was there for every show, game, event, birthday, everything. But emotionally, I mean not present. And if I brought emotion to him, it was shut down. Um, he was very unpredictable. He did a lot of screaming, cursing. Um, he just has a lot of anger within him and it comes out at the least expected times over the least expected things. Um, like a sock on, at, you know, on the floor in the wrong place could literally result in the wildest argument. So my inner child was affected more by him than by my mom, unfortunately. Um, Again, I don't know how the hell to control like why negatives. It's like, it's almost like the positive that my mom did didn't even matter to some extent with like the way I still grew up with certain issues. Um, But basically one of the main theme of my inner child that I've discovered is not feeling special. Um, I was an only child, so there was 
no one else around me that needed attention. It was just me. And somehow I wasn't special enough, in quotes, for my dad to treat me properly, to work on our connection, to care to make things better, to care how I felt. And again, these are all the things that are in my mind. I don't think he was aware of what he was doing, unfortunately, and I don't think he did things maliciously. It's just his own issues. His inner child was running the goddamn show all of the time. But he does not and will never have the vocabulary to, like, work on those things. (coughs) Excuse me. We tried therapy, and for the first time that I have ever heard in history of me and anyone that I know, uh, my therapist literally, like, disinvited him to therapy, like, said she never wanted him in her office again. So, picture what it takes for a therapist to not want to give you therapy. (laughs) So, the theme of my inner child is not feeling special. And any time something in my life has triggered that point, bitch, it ends terribly. (laughs) I, and it's crazy because your inner child, when it comes out, it truly acts like a child, like your adult version of you turns into a child. I don't know how to communicate anymore. I am in immediate tears and it's just a fucking mess. And I have caused real issues in connections by allowing my inner child to run the show and the biggest gift I've received like I mentioned before was just the awareness of it because what I've practiced and granted not always succeeded at uh as of late is trying to like get ahead of my feelings and acknowledging right away Oh, someone or something just made me feel not special, unloved, unwanted. We already know how this ends. I know I'm going to be triggered. Like, I try to catch myself before I lose control of it. Because once the inner child shows up to the show, it's fucking over. There's no more control. She's here and she's mad. (laughs) So, I've really tried to like, be super present, even in my most, especially in my most upset moments, to try to get ahead of that emotion, and I know it sounds like a lot to do at one time, because you might be mid-argument with someone, but that's your opportunity to go inside of yourself and start reparenting your child immediately, and, like, telling your inner child, hey, this is okay, The situation, I know you're feeling hurt, I know you're feeling unwanted, but that's not what's happening and I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to take care of us. If you could just really quickly tell that sentence to yourself and then continue your argument, I swear to God, it will literally pan out a hundred times better. Like, telling your inner child, I see you, I know what you're feeling, now me, the adult, is going to take control here and I'm going to help both of us. I'm going to communicate properly. I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure you feel seen and special and loved and wanted and heard. And not to say that you're going to feel special or loved or heard by the person I'm arguing with, but by me, by the adult version of us. 
So that's kind of how I've applied all of this knowledge to myself. Um, oh, I'm going to tell you guys about my, one of my favorite like little gauges that I ever learned from therapy. So my therapist used to tell me if any emotion that you feel on a scale of one to 10 is higher than a four, what's being triggered and what's actually wrong is one of your root issues, one of your root triggers. If your boyfriend decides to go to dinner with his friends instead of hanging out with you and it sends you into fucking outer space and you are crying, screaming, fighting, uh, shaking, blacking out, whatever happens to your physical body when you get upset, I assure you that you are not feeling that way because of this particular scenario. This particular scenario is just triggering you. And it's triggering some issue that your inner child has and experienced. He chose his friends and dinner over you. That's not the issue. The issue is that you feel unwanted, not special, unloved. And where does that come from? Not from that fucking person. It comes from way back when, when your mom, your dad, your grandparent made you feel that way. So I love, like, that's truly one of the top three things I carry with me every single day from therapy because when you can gauge your own emotion and realize, okay, this anger, this sadness, I cannot bring this to that person because that person who upset me today is not the issue, not the real cause of this. So what you can do in your relationships is tell the person, listen, logically, my adult version, my highest self, I'm so fucking happy that you're going to see your friends tonight. I'm so fucking happy that you're going to dinner with them. I seriously hope you enjoy yourself. I'm feeling unloved, unwanted. You know, I... I'm not really sure why, but it's triggering something, obviously, from previous relationships or from my past. Can you just tell me something nice? Can you just, can you make a plan for, to see each other tomorrow? Like, that is the ideal way to handle these feelings. Not going batshit cuckoo and deciding that the reason you feel this way is because of your boyfriend who went to dinner with his friends and you're about to unleash on him. Uh, I've done that quite a few times. And I finally started to learn how to speak what I was feeling properly and explain to him, there's like two people inside of me. There's one who logically loves that you're going to dinner and hopes you have such a good time. And then there's the other part of me who wants to feel loved, wants to feel special, and is sad that you're not choosing me tonight. So, uh, oh, and another gift that came from learning how to express that the proper way. If you seriously, be honest with yourself, if you handle an experience correctly, like I just told you, and you tell someone word for word what I just said to you, with no attitude, no bitchiness, and you truly tell them, hey, I'm just feeling this way, I just need some some extra help, some extra love. Can I can I can we make a plan for tomorrow, whatever it might be. If that person 
gets defensive towards you and gets shitty towards you, that person is not good for your mental health and your emotional well-being. This is not a topic I'm trying to get into today, but I experienced exactly that, and that just shows that the other person is also in need of a lot of healing, growth, and development um, because if you bring your highest self to someone and they still find a way to get upset with you or turn it on you or tell you that, oh my God, what? You're so needy. You need, what do you need? You need me to tell you what? Then they can go fuck off into another dimension, okay? So, that's my inner child, and I hope it can be something fun for you guys to dive into. It's just something honestly super cool to learn about and research if you're interested, and it can bring you a lot of healing, and I hope all of you that are listening are open and willing to um, accept this idea and understand that It's not ridiculous for you to be affected by something that happened when you were three, and it's not ridiculous to still struggle with certain feelings, and it's not ridiculous for you to want to feel loved and special, and just remember that the ultimate key to all of that is your own self, your adult self, and how you reparent and acknowledge all of your own struggles. So that's it for today. We'll talk soon.